So if you say like, well, you have to be a coach first, to me, I see that as like this additional roadblock that could potentially be preventing you from moving forward in your business. With coaching, people pay you to learn how to better help them. So as a creator, you can take what you learn. So the common problems, common solutions, unique insights you find through coaching, and you can turn those into content and later products that attract more people like them. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about whether or not creators should coach first before trying to create a course. If you've ever gone down the course creation rabbit hole, even a little bit, you've probably heard this warning. If you create a course in a vacuum, how will you know whether your methodologies truly work? If you can't prove it out with clients one-on-one, -on -one, how can you help people at scale? I actually had that fear, and so I started coaching people on their sponsorship strategy one-on-one -on -one before I launched my course, Brand Deal Wizard. And I was, in fact, able to hone my frameworks and get those early wins before I went big. But to be fair, it could be survivorship bias. Who's to say whether I wouldn't have been just as successful had I not coached creators one-on-one -on -one first? There's plenty of folks who have made hundreds of thousands of dollars launching a course and have never had a single Zoom call with a coaching client. So I'm honestly not sure if there's a right way and a wrong way to approach this, which is why I asked two experts to settle this debate once and for all. Corey Wilkes is a psychologist and coach helping creators reach their potential and build thriving businesses. He's the writer of Creator Alchemy, a newsletter for creators who love deep dives into psychology, online business, and content creation. Brian McAnulty, on the other hand, is the founder of Heights, an AI-powered online course creation software, helping thousands of creators earn a living. He's also the host of the Creators Adventure podcast and Creator Climb community. So by the end of this episode, you'll know what types of creators should actually not coach other people or create a course, how much money you can realistically make from coaching or courses, and honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Corey or Brian? So let's get into opening arguments. Corey, you're up. Why do you believe every creator should coach at least at first? You have two minutes. So there is a very low barrier to entry, low overhead and high margins when it comes to coaching. With coaching, people pay you to learn how to better help them. So as a creator, you can take what you've learned. So the common problems, common solutions, unique insights you find through coaching and you can turn those into content and later products that attract more people like them. Your content will be unique, nuanced, and way more insightful compared to your competition because of what you learn through coaching people. And over time, you can productize your knowledge by taking the best strategies that work for most of your clients and package them into a live or a self-paced course. Plus, Coaching allows you to directly monetize instead of relying on third-party monetization strategies that are outside your control, like ad revenue, affiliate stuff, et cetera. Done. Wow. Nice and succinct, I'll even Brian. Need <laughs> you, you can have my extra time. <laughs> well, Brian, it's your turn. Why do you believe that that's hogwash and that creators can st skip straight to releasing a course? Two minutes. Sure. So what I think is the key is what you have to do is you have to validate. And coaching is one way to do that, but it's not the only way. So my argument is really that not every creator knows the type of business model they want to have, especially when they first start. And there's so many variations in the info product industry. Like you can have courses, challenges, coaching, communities, 
memberships. There's, there's all these different things. And so if you say like, well, you have to be a coach first to me, I see that as like this additional roadblock that could potentially be preventing you from moving forward in your business. And now at Heights, we have thousands of creators who are providing value to their customers. And many of them have never done any kind of one-on-one coaching. So what I would say is as long as you're going, you're going to validate what you're building in some way, like that could be through a live workshop, emailing your audience and asking, maybe like a beta launch of your course or something like coaching, then you're on the right track. Very interesting. All right. So let's get into round one, which is all about eligibility. Okay. So Brian, I want to start with you first on this one. Do you really think that everyone has a course in them? I mean, there's, there's a whole swath of, let's say, entertainment influencers who are dancing on TikTok or making funny videos or something. Is a course really the best monetization strategy for them? Two minutes. Yeah. So I think, again, like I would encourage people to try out different things and see like, is the course really right for you? But what I would say is I do believe everybody has a unique message and that's really where a lot of the value comes from in what you have to teach. A lot of people worry like, oh, I, if I want to make this course, like have other people done this before? Like, is, is anyone going to buy my course? But people are buying it because of your unique experience and message. And that's also part of the reason that like, you don't have to worry about AI really replacing you. And I would also say like, you don't have to be the best in the world at what you want to do in order to provide value to people. So you only want to be like one step ahead of somebody to be able to show them how to get to where you are. And I would actually argue that in fact, you're in a better position if that's how you are right now, rather than being like the top expert in the world. Cause if you think about it, the top expert in the world, they have forgotten like a million times over the problems and the challenges that they had starting out. And if you've just gone through those challenges, it's all fresh in your head, the kind of questions and things that your potential customers are going to be having in order to get that result. So I would also say like, let's say you want to be a coach and you say, I really enjoy like the intimate experience of helping people one-on-one. So I, I don't think a course is really for me. I would say that if that's the case, when you're a coach, you probably enjoy that, like that aha moment that you can provide for people. And if you consider to build a course, there's probably a lot of things that you have to work with everybody to get them to kind of, kind of some certain baseline. So imagine you could take a course and use that to get all of your coaching clients to this baseline, where then you get to provide that last step of that unique training to kind of get them to that aha moment. And now you get to do the thing that you really enjoy, but you can still kind of incorporate a course with that. Interesting. Uh, Corey, your turn. Let's say that um, you're educating people as a creator, making YouTube videos maybe, but you're terrified about helping people one-on-one. Is that something that a creator needs to get over to have more of an impact or is it okay to decide to always kind of keep that distance two minutes? So if you want to help people and if you want to create the best content you can to help as many people as you can, you got to talk to people, period. But when you started out as a creator, whether it was YouTube, writing, you know, podcasting, whatever, you probably felt super awkward too, which is why so few people stick with the creator game long enough to gain real traction, right? The same's true for coaching. It might feel awkward at first, but coaching is a two-way value exchange. Yes, you're helping them, but they're giving you insane insights into people like them that you can turn into powerful content that can change way more people's lives in the long run. 
you're also not limited to doing one-on-one stuff. Like if you don't like one-on-one coaching, that's fine. You can do small group coaching. You can do cohort-based coaching courses, those sorts of, of formats, right? Find what works for you. Just make sure you're having actual conversations with real people in your ideal audience to create the best content possible. Brian, you can have my leftover minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, fascinating. Well, uh, I, I must say, like when I uh, was, you know, in the early days of of starting my uh, course, um, Brian, the thing you mentioned around um, forgetting what it was like to, let's say, pitch a sponsor in my scenario, um, that absolutely was something that happened to me. I, I you know, I, I jumped right into it with like the tactics and the frameworks, and here's a template, and like, here's what you do, and all this stuff too. And it was a, a wake up call for me, or it was a, it was a, a stark reminder that like the mindset peach piece of just having the confidence to like hit send on an email to a brand is a huge issue for a lot of creators who are earlier on. Uh, And so that absolutely resonated with me. Well, gentlemen, that is the end of round one. Okay. We're going to move on to round two, which is all about money. So one of the big reasons that I think people salivate at the idea of courses in general is the promise of endless riches, passive income, right? Making money while you sleep. But in reality, launching and maintaining a course is a ton of work, right? And I can speak to that firsthand. So Corey, be real with us. When it comes to coaching, how much money can you actually make? And is there a way for it to be scalable without turning your frameworks into a course? Two minutes. So I know coaches who charge a pay what you want rate, which could be zero. It could be a dollar. I know coaches who charge a couple hundred an hour. And I charge, I know coaches who charge eight K a month for working less than three hours. I also know coaches who consistently clear seven figures every year. Okay. When I was the third highest paid therapist at my old job, cause I'm a psychologist, right? Uh, it took me 40 hours to make what I can make from two hours in coaching now. And I don't even have to put on khakis. I get to live in my pajama pants all day. I'm wearing pajamas right now. Okay. I'm either in pajama pants or gym shorts. That is my life. Okay. Okay. That is my, (laughs) (laughs) but it it, it all depends on who you help and how well you help them. Right. You don't have to turn your frameworks into a typical course, but a lot of coaches do end up offering group coaching in addition to just because it's more time efficient. Right. But you can make bank just doing one-on-one. Noah Kagan did a whole YouTube video about how he hired a coach for $100,000. And you're like, why? Well, his business at the time generated $80 million a year. He said that if through coaching, he learned skills that helped his business just grow 10%, that would be an $8 million increase every year. Who wouldn't pay $100K to make an extra $8 million every single year compounded, right? That is the power of positioning and being an effective coach. All right. Well, uh, Brian, obviously we've all seen the get rich quick course ads on YouTube or the X thread boys posting screenshots of how they made hundred K in 48 hours. Right. But since you run a platform for course creators, give us some realistic numbers of what the average course creator can expect. Two minutes. Also. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd like to like dispel a couple myths here. First of all, with a course, like you can make anywhere from like a couple thousand over the lifetime of the course to making seven figures a year with it. And for some people, like the course is part of a larger business they have. For some people, like the course is their flagship full-time product. I think like there's a lot of people out there, um, like the, the X thread boys and all of that. I think those people, there's many fewer of those than you would think. It's just that they're loud. 
And the, the lesson for creators out there is that you should be loud like they are. Um, that's what you should learn from them. Um, I would really say like, don't worry about when you see people online saying like, this thing's going to make you a bunch more money than the other. Because at the end of the day, like you have potential to earn a great living doing any of these things like courses, coaching, communities, memberships. Really, the biggest reason that I see creators fail, it's not their marketing, it's not their product, it's not their branding. It's that they fail to really put their product out there. And I can point to an example of a creator that has like horrible marketing, a creator that has horrible product, a creator that has horrible branding, and give you an example of each of those where they have a six-figure income from their course. But really, you just have to get one of those things right. So you can be successful with any one of those things. And I want to spread this message because I just feel so bad when I see a creator with this incredible product that they built, but they're holding off on launching it because they think, oh, something's not good enough yet. Uh, this other thing they say I can make more money doing, and uh, they're just not getting it out there. Interesting. Well, Corey, I'm sure you want to chime in on that. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their creator network. If you're struggling to find time to grow your email list, I've got some super exciting news to share that'll level up your newsletter. ConvertKit just launched the creator network so creators like us can partner with each other to grow our newsletter subscribers. Imagine recommending awesome creators to your new subscribers and in return, having them recommend you to their engaged audience. It's a game-changing win-win scenario. What makes the creator network so special? Well, it simplifies list growth for busy creators. In less than 10 minutes, you'll be able to join, find similar creator newsletters, and begin swapping recommendations. You'll be amazed by how your email subscribers grow on autopilot. I joined not too long ago, and I've gained almost a thousand additional subscribers without doing anything. <laughs> Pretty dope, right? So you can join the Creator Network today by clicking the link below or visiting creatornetwork.com. That's creatornetwork.com. All right, uh, Corey, um, thoughts on Brian's perspective here. I mean, you deal a lot with like mindset issues and stuff like that. Um, do you also, uh, you know, work with clients or other people who want to start coaching who are in a similar boat where they, they want to help other people, but they're fearful of one thing or the other, putting themselves out there or feeling as though people won't get value, you know, in exchange for the money they're paying them? Or like, how do you think about this? Yeah, well, so to that point, I always recommend people kind of start out doing it for free in exchange for testimonials, right? Like if that is a, a huge barrier for you mentally, cool, do it for free and then slowly increase your rates, right? That's that's a very easy solution. But as far as a lot of the the mental hangups we have around putting ourselves and our ideas and our content out there, right? When it comes to courses, your course would be more effective and you would have more people talking about it if you honed those strategies through coaching first, right? I'm not a, I'm not opposed to courses. I have courses, courses based on my coaching frameworks, right? I've productized those, right? I'm a huge fan of courses, but I honed those. I pre-validated them through coaching. Then I went through pre-selling the course, doing onboarding surveys, building it out, all those things. But I refined all of those strategies in coaching first. Brian, I, I want to real quickly ask you about something you said earlier on, which is around there's other ways to like validate whether this is a good idea or not. Is there a danger in, let's say, oh, I'm going to put up a, a survey, Google form, type form or whatever, and be like, I'm thinking about doing a course around this. And, you know, would you be interested and check a box here and like blah, blah, blah. Um, is there a concern? Like a, a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, sure. Like I'm interested in that. But then when push comes to shove, you actually go in a vacuum and like create it for six months thinking that everyone's interested. And then you go, ta-da, I'm ready. The course is ready, like pay me a thousand bucks or whatever. And then it's crickets. Like, is there a risk with, with that type of approach if you're not doing more robust validation? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think there definitely is if you approach that validation in terms of pricing. It's really hard to say like, oh, I'm going to build this thing. Would you pay $1,000 for it? You'll get a lot of people who will say, oh yeah, definitely. And then yeah, it, it comes time to launch and uh, crickets. But the validation is something that you should be doing around like, what is it that the people actually want to learn? And like, are you communicating it clearly? And are you answering all their questions? So like, for example, like I've, I've launched courses before. I've helped thousands of creators launch courses and I'm planning to build another course right now. And even though I've done that, I'm still like not assuming that I know everything. I'm asking everybody right away. So we came up with a couple of titles. We actually asked ChatGPT which one is better. And then I went and asked my audience, hey, ChatGPT said this, what do you guys think? And <laughs> asked them before, like I knew I could refine it more from there, but just to get that feedback early on and know like, am I on the right track? Is this even something they want to learn? And then in terms of validation, like it's not just asking people, but also like going through some kind of process with them, either through like a live workshop where you can get like that real-time feedback. It could be through like pre-selling the course to like this small like beta group where you're going through it with them and then learning like, okay, what are the actual questions they have? So that's similar to something like group coaching. Um, really, it's just important that you're validating that in some way. Corey, just real quick follow up there, like any like what's the sample size that you need if you are doing one on one coaching to feel confident that like, OK, this is like enough people that seem like they're getting value from what I'm teaching that I, I feel like I'm ready to scale now. Like, you know, you could also make the argument that like, oh, just like talking with one or two people. Oh, OK, sounds good. Like I, I have something here. And then you go to the races and you're like, oh, wait, it actually was just these one or two people that actually found value from it, not like a bunch of people like any risk there. Oh, of course. My, the the strategy I typically use is anytime I see a pattern in like multiple coaching clients, whether it is, oh, people of this demographic or psychographic, whatever, tend to struggle with X, Y, and Z. Well, then let me turn the, these observations into a piece of content, video, newsletter issues, something like that, and see the response, right? And then over time, I will collect a, a enough problems, enough solutions, enough insights that can reasonably be kind of scaffolded onto like a curriculum. That's when I throw up a landing page. I do the MVP. I say, Hey, pre-order it now. Give me your money, you know, vote with your wallet, not your mouth. Then I, then I send an onboarding survey to say, what else would you like in this? What would make this a successful course for you? Then I build that usually give myself three to four weeks to fully build it. And then I launch. That's usually what I do. I test the waters with free content and then go deeper with with you know better strategies for the paid stuff typically got it all right well congratulations that is the end of round two so let's get into round three which is the uno reverse where you have to argue each other's positions so brian pretend it's freaky friday and you and Corey magically swap bodies time to give a passionate pitch for why every single creator should coach first before creating a course two minutes Sure. So I think that when you coach somebody first, then you're gaining this experience one-on-one -on -one with a person. You get to get all these intricate kind of details of the things that they had to learn, the things that they struggled with that can sometimes be really hard to pick up on from just the, the smaller interactions you're able to get from like a webinar, from answering a question or as, asking somebody a question through an email. And so if you do enough of that, you're able to gain this experience over time that you get this really great distillation of all the steps you need to take to get from point A to point B. 
And now like the course is already like in you, it's already validated. You know exactly how to help people and you can be a lot closer to just going and creating something than having to do maybe as much validation at the start. Mm. I see Corey nodding his head over here. He's like, oh yeah, this is a great answer. But Corey, Freaky Friday, you're running Brian's Heights platform now with an iron fist, okay? Why is coaching first a trash idea for most creators? Two minutes. If you don't have an audience, it can feel really hard to start coaching. You typically, like I kind of touched on before, you typically start off doing it for free in exchange for testimonials. And for a lot of people, that's very frustrating because it's like, you know, not only do I have to deal with this awkwardness of trying to, to do these, these calls and talk to these people, I'm not even making money from it, right? I need to be able to pay the bills, okay? With a product, it's really easy to be like, oh, I'll, I'll pre-sell it, right? I'll build an MVP. It's very simple. A very low-priced product, 5 10 20 bucks. that is very approachable for most people, right? That's just, it's way more approachable. Coaching is also very time-consuming. You're doing discovery calls a lot of times. Then you have to do the actual live coaching sessions, all the logistics you have to deal with. Like it's, it, it eats up your calendar, right? With a self-paced course, you build once, sell infinitely. You can set up automations. You can plug that in all of your content. It kind of works for you. Coaching is a service. And unless you productize that service, your time will always scale with your income instead of being divorced from it. Creating courses divorces your time from income. And that is where courses are super, super powerful, especially self-paced courses. Super interesting. Well, Corey, Brian, it is time to make your final appeal. On the other end of your camera, on the other, other end of your microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. Convince them why coaching before courses is either awesome or terrible. Corey, you're up first. You have one minute. People pay to learn how to better serve them. They're subsidizing your education. You take what works, turn those strategies and insights into content, into courses that attracts other ideal clients, right? Your ideal audience. According to recent research, which I can link later, over 50% of creators made under 10K last year. And it takes an average of 12 months for most creators to go full-time and 18 to make enough to support themselves. The sooner you can pay your bills as a creator, the sooner you can go full-time. Not making enough money early enough is one of the most common reasons creators give up and leave the creator economy. Coaching is the simplest, most direct route to monetizing early and effectively. Then you create content from, from what you learn in coaching. Then you turn the, that into products. Then you raise your prices, wash, rinse, repeat, all while you're continually attracting more of your ideal audience. Brian, you're up one minute. So I completely agree with the part about making that money early. I just approach it in a different way. And I'd say that if you're going to be in this for the long run, you need to be doing something that you enjoy. So you want to be able to get that product out there as soon as possible and find that out for yourself. Like, is that a course? Is it a community, a coaching program, whatever it is, I think that you need to get something launched to make that discovery yourself. Well, thank you so much, Brian and Corey. And now you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? You can vote by clicking the link in the episode description or letting us know on social media by tagging at creator debates. You tag Corey and tag Brian. And so Brian, hit us with the call to action. Where can people uh, learn more and follow you on social media? 
Sure. So if you're interested in creating a course for yourself, if you want to have your own AI coach by your side, helping to guide you, check out heightsplatform.com. We've got a free 30-day trial, no credit card required. If you're not quite ready, but still want to learn more about this, we've got a free community of over 6,500 creators at creatorclimb.com. And then every week I'm live on my podcast, The Creator's Adventure, where I interview creators about how they're growing their businesses. Why I love following you, Brian, you know, that uh, Creators Adventure podcast in particular um, is such a wealth of knowledge for creators at every stage and just the guests you bring on and the insights that they share. Um, this like this journey, at least for me, has been super lonely. So having resources like what you put out is is in indispensable. So thank you. Thanks. And Corey, hit us with the CTA. CreatorAlchemy.com is where you can subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I do deep dives on psychology, online business and content creation every week. If you want to read past articles, you can go to Corey Wilkes, PsyD.com. My doctorate is a PsyD, Doctor of Psychology. So Corey Wilkes, PsyD. I'm Corey Wilkes, PsyD across social media. And then after many, many people asking me how to become a coach, I begrudgingly created a course on how to on how to start coaching, right? So a lot of things I talked about today, if you're curious about that, you can just go to creatoralchemy.com slash coaching and you can find that. Why I love following you, Corey. Um, I remember when I when I was super stressed out of going through a particularly rough time during an early cohort of my course, you were so kind uh, and you steered me towards some resources that really helped me kind of recenter. I think I downloaded the Calm app because of you. And I, yeah, I, th I think you're just really filling a, a really important void in this space. Um, so thank you for everything you do, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I, I love what you're doing. I appreciate that so much, man. And and now it is time for Creator Debates After Dark, where Corey and Brian are going to stick around for a little bit longer and share their stories and spicy hot takes on the creator economy. These After Dark episodes are available exclusively to students of my Brand Deal Wizard program and community. So if you'd like to support what we do here and level up your sponsorship strategy, check out the link below. And finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, there is one simple thing that you can do that is totally free and truly helps us out. Will you tell a friend about Creator Debates? Whether it's sending them a text message with a link to this episode or posting about it somewhere on the internet, the only way that we can reach more creators is with your help spreading the word. So thank you. All right, that's a wrap. Until next time.